You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm so excited about this episode. Oh my gosh, everybody. I, you know I love manifestation. I talk about it all the time. But I think that it is a topic that's just really hard to wrap the brain around and, and like really figure out how to do this, to do the work, quote unquote. <laughs> so I've been wanting to have someone on the show to talk about manifestation specifically and the method that I use um, to be magnetic. I wanted someone to talk about that and I finally have my person. I'm so excited. Heather Whitaker is one of the manifestation coaches from To Be Magnetic and she's here to answer all of our questions. Heather's story is just, it's amazing. You know, she, she'll talk about it on the episode today, but I remember first hearing Heather on a podcast talking about just all the things that she's manifested in her life. And when she's talking, I just, I feel so motivated and so supported. She's just really kind. She believes that this can happen for anyone. And, and so, yeah, I just, you can do this, everyone. You can, it does take some work and we're going to go into those details today, but just listening to this her talk and listening to the way that, you know, what she came, overcame, I just, I'm so confident that we can all do this work. Okay, so let's back up a little. I want to share my story with manifestation and just finding this method to be magnetic. So a couple years ago, um, I was listening to a podcast, as one does, (laughs) about manifestation. And the founder of To Be Magnetic, Lacey Phillips, was talking about the process. And I was just so intrigued the way she talked about, you know what, it's not about vision boards. It's not about just your thoughts. It's about doing the work, finding those subconscious limitations that we have. We've talked about this on a la- on the last several episodes of this show, you know, finding that conditioning that we have, those things that we've learned from growing up and reprogramming them. So you know, you know what this is, the shadow work piece. And the actual tangible actions that need to happen in order to start calling things in. So it's like the self-study work, but then it's also the meditation or the deep imaginings as um, it's called in this program. It's taking risks and putting yourself out there. It's calling in expanders, which are people that show you it's possible. So this method, there's a lot involved, but it's really clear and it really, really works. It's worked for me. I know it's worked for so many people. So when I really realized that I was able to manifest, this was before I even found this particular method. And it was with the birth of my daughter, Rory. So when I was pregnant with her, I would wake up in the morning and my body just felt really called to meditate and journal on her birth from start to finish, right? What it would look like, how long it would be, who would be there, what I would wear, what I would eat, just like all these details. And at that point, I didn't really know that that was manifestation. I was just I was just excited about her birth and I wanted to tap into the power that I had within myself to make this experience what I wanted it to be. And it happened. I've talked about this on a ton of other episodes and a ton of other um, podcasts that like I did it. I manifested that. It happened from down to like the outfit I was wearing and the fact that my dad happened to be there that night. It was insane. Um, But what it showed me is that, yeah, like when I put my mind to things and when I dig deep and I really commit to the practice, I can make things happen. And so I wanted to get a little more focused. Um, I wanted to try some other things out. Try out like, could I manifest money? Could I manifest a job? Could I manifest a career, a podcast, you know? And I, I came across on this particular podcast episode, this 
this method called to be magnetic. And it's just been such a game changer. Um, so Heather will go into the details of what's all involved, but just the general framework is that there are deep imaginings, which are basically like very deep meditations. There's lots of journal work. Um, there's the study, the self-study piece. There's calling in expanders, again, people that show you what's possible. There's taking risks. So there's a, there's a formula to this, but all of it is very accessible. And it's not like you have to spend hours and hours doing this work. It's really what you want to put into it, you're going to get out. And I've seen some real things happen in my life. In shadow work, we talk a lot about blocks. And in, over the last couple episodes, we've been talking about this conditioning and where it shows up. And I wanted to just share a specific example for me so that this could perhaps make more sense for those of you that are like, I don't know what shadow work is. I don't know what my blocks are. So a major block that I am continually working through, I'm getting there, making some major progress, is something is around money. And when I was growing up, my parents were, they're so supportive. They always embraced me and my weirdness. I was just always like <laughs> kind of into weird stuff. And they they supported me and were my cheerleaders 100%. And I wanted to say that because I think part of this process of shadow work and reparenting and looking back at your childhood is a little bit blamey. Like we blame our parents that they've done something wrong. And they were just doing the best that they can, 100%. And still, there's conditioning that happens. That's part of life. So if you were a parent right now and you're worried like, oh my God, am I going to fuck up my kid? You're not. You're not. Um, this is just life. This is part of it. Do the best that you can. So my parents, amazing parents, always supported me. There was an area of my life that I was like, this sort of like joked, like sort of made fun of me about. And it was that I like, I kind of have expensive taste. I really do. Not kind of, I definitely do. Like I really like nice things. I like luxury. I like like when we go to a restaurant, I will find the most expensive thing on the menu and not even like I'm looking for it. I'll just be like, yeah, I want this. And it happens to be the most expensive. And I've always been like that. And growing up, you know, they would laugh at me. We were in a small town. It just, I like, I kind of didn't fit it in that way. I was just a little bit over the top. And so they would joke and they would say things like, "Ugh, Ashley, you have such expensive taste. You're going to have to marry rich. And all of it was in good fun. And they were, they were loving on me. But what that did, that sort of joking around and that continual, you know, phrase, you're going to have to marry rich, really stuck with me. And instead of you're going to have to make your own money, it was always like, you're going to have to marry rich. And as I'm growing older, I'm realizing that this is a block for me. And this is a block for me making my own success. You know, I've, I've had a lot of jobs that I love, but they never, I always said they're not about money. They're not about money. But like, what if they were about money? What if I was able to be successful with money and, and really own that and step into that power? So working through that block of really making my own money and feeling empowered by that is something I've been working for a long time and, I, and I'm making some progress, but it takes time. Would I have remembered that they said that to me growing up? No, not unless I did the shadow work, mostly because it was in fun and, they, and it was, you know, kind of a joke, but it shows up for me in this, this sort of interesting way as an adult. So the, this is a good example of, again, our families and our upbringings, they weren't necessarily like trying to screw us up. It's just that's part of the plan. So that's my story. And it's why I love this method so much. Um, let's talk about our guest today, Heather. So Heather was she was chosen at random to share her manifestation story on stage at a speaking event that Lacey did in L.A. She shares her story and everyone is just like, flipping blown away. They're losing their minds over her story. And when she really started the work, and she talks about this, when a really traumatic event happened to her. So when she got into it, and she kind of personalized this process in her own way, she started manifesting like crazy. She manifested her job, her relationship, her wedding ring, her wedding dress, her venue, her house, and now her position with To Be Magnetic as a coach. She's so great at answering the questions. There were a lot of listeners that submitted questions for this episode. And she's also so great at tailoring this to you. How can you make this personalized? How can you make this work for you? So I'm just really excited to have her here. Thanks to everyone that did submit questions. If you're interested in learning more about To Be Magnetic, 
about this process. You want to get in the pathway, which is the unlimited membership. Check it out. I highly recommend. Um, And if you want to get some one-on-one guidance with Heather, there's a link in the show notes to access her coaching page and work with her one-on-one. Again, choose your own adventure. See what works for you. I recommend getting started and seeing like, do I like this? Is this working for me? And then if it you need some extra help, Heather is amazing. Thank you, thank you to our sponsor, Focus by Freddie, for this episode. This supplement is truly one of my favorites for just staying on task all day, keeping my energy up without feeling like anxiety-ridden or overwhelmed. And one of the co-founders of Freddie was a guest on our show, Chelsea. And I just I can't say enough good things about this product. And finally, if you love this episode, you learned something new, please share it on Instagram or text it to a friend. That's how we grow. All right, everybody, let's get to my conversation with Heather Whitaker of To Be Magnetic. We are sitting down with Heather Whitaker from To Be Magnetic. I've talked about To Be Magnetic, like, I don't know, probably every episode of my show. So if you're listening to this right now, hopefully this isn't new information, but this is manifesting gold right here. And we're talking to an expert in this area. Thank you, Heather, for being on the show. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much, Ashley, for reaching out and asking me on it. You know, I think that the more that we can talk about this and the more that people can feel like this is absolutely attainable for everyone and this is just not for a certain subset of people. And I I mean, that's my goal, right? Especially as a coach, Um, I joke around and pretend like I'm the Jennifer Aniston of TBM in the sense of like (laughs) making it feel like girl next door, super easy and attainable. And it doesn't have to be this very, um, you know, uh, kind of ethereal, like woo woo that it it can just be like really like factual and kind of breaking it down to feel simple and, and make you see that, um, anyone it's, it's possible for anyone. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I think we, because we talk about it in this like ethereal way, it seems that it's inattainable, but it's actually like, if you put the time and energy and belief into it, it totally works. I mean, you and I are real examples of this. Yeah. I mean, the only way to do this work wrong is to not do it at all. That's, oh my God. Okay. On a, off to a good start. <laughs> I totally agree. Heather, will you tell everyone your manifestation story? I've heard that interview multiple times where you were on stage at an event with Lacey and everyone was just like, who is this? I want to hear how you got there. It's really wild. I actually, you know, um, it's almost been a year since the podcast that I was on aired because it aired in February of last year. And I can't believe how much my life has changed since the airing of the podcast, but to kind of back it up. um, And I, I'm going to breeze over this and I hope that this isn't triggering for anyone, but um, four years ago in 2017, I was attacked in my car was able to be strong enough to fight someone off of me and and literally ran for my life. And I took that um, as a rock bottom. Obviously, at the time, I wasn't doing TBM yet, so I didn't understand those words. But going into trauma therapy, it was like, okay, I have a choice. You can either stay in the dark, which is a lot easier, right? Or you can go for the light, but having to really assess your life and what does this look like? So in the process of doing trauma therapy, I was, um, you know, I, I followed The Secret and Gabby Bernstein and all the vision boards and everything. And all it was doing was trying to pretend like everything was fine versus like really getting to the root of, you know, just all your own programming that you've picked up that you don't realize is not yours. Mm -hmm. So I found TBM. And the first one that I did was it was called reparent at the time, but inner child. And it was just so eye opening that I had lived my life for so long, meshed with my mother and had no idea and didn't realize that the way that I had carried myself wasn't true to me, that it was somebody else's story. So once I did inner child, then I just like went through the whole gamut of all of these different um, workshops. At the time, it was pre the pathway. So it wasn't something you were paying with monthly where you had access to all of these deep imaginings. I mean, everything that's now before it was all a la carte. And I was just like, okay, I want it all. I want to look <laughs> at it. As a kid, my um, my nickname was Barbara Walters because I always asked questions. <laughs> that's a great nickname. <laughs> I know, right? 
So I did that to myself. I wanted to know why do I do these things? Why do I feel this way? Why do I think this way? Why do I act this way? And that's so great about to be magnetic is that these workshops give you the opportunity to do that. So fast forward a couple of years later, um, 2019, I got engaged, um, got my the job that I had been searching for for two years. Uh, my husband and I eloped in Switzerland. We bought a house. Like it was just so much stuff. It was my year of receiving. Um, and Lacey was having a manifestation tour and I was like, I have to go. So I went and I'm sitting there and I just had this feeling like, I don't know why I just feel like I'm going to talk to her. Like, as if she was like this, like celebrity person, which she's totally down to earth and not like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was the very end, you know, there's like over 200 people there and it was the very end. And she says, has anyone had success? And I, I just raised my hand like, well, yeah, me. And so she, I started to kind of say what I, what had happened. And she's like, okay, you have to come up on stage. <laughs> oh my God, what did I just get myself into? So I just got up on stage and I just was really super blunt and about like where I was and where I was now. And really just how wrong I had been. And I say wrong in the sense of, um, no, I don't want like, there's no like good and bad, but just in the sense of how I was carrying myself and my life that like, I just thought it was like, well, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way, you know? And so I think that that's what the work showed me was, is that even as I'm almost 37. So, you know, you think I'm really set in my ways, but even, you know, well into my thirties, you can pivot and you can adjust. It's about being aware. And so, um, you know, the New York times interviewed me after that. And then all of these people, people were like reaching out to me saying like, Hey, could we ask you questions? And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, Oh, I had a little bit of imposter syndrome for a second. Cause I was like, <laughs> I? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then Lacey's like, Hey, we want you to be on the podcast. And then a couple months later, it was like, are you interested in coaching? And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Yes, I am. And so it's February of 2021. And I've been coaching now since April of last year. And it has been the most rewarding thing I've ever done, um, which feels like a previous life, but I used to be a nutrition teacher. Um, and so this feels really natural to be in that teaching space again, but really what I'm, I'm just an advocate for people, you know, to like, I I would say that, um, my biggest strengths are like recognizing patterns and kind of looping stories and figuring out like where it stems from. And because all of my coaching is over zoom, I can see people. And so when I point something back out to them, that aha moment on their face is like, priceless. I mean, there's times where I'm crying on calls with people because, you know, we've got these breakthrough things. And so it's just been a really, really cool thing. Oh, yes. I I just have goosebumps, like absorbing this content and this information. It's like, and I, I guess I, your superpower, clearly you have a lot. One of them that I'm picking up right now, just like being in your presence is that you are explaining this in such a down to earth way. And I think that like when we're seeking out, when I'm seeking out expanders, when I'm seeking out people that show me what's possible, I find people like you who can speak to it in like, I'm so grateful and I'm humble about this amazing life that I've been given versus there are other people who I think are just like, I knew this was happening and this is what I got. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I'm not necessarily drawn to those people as much. So tell me, did you believe in it right away or did it take some time like to really start seeing things come in where you're like, oh shit, like I'm, I'm manifest. I'm making this happen. I think that the way TBM really breaks it down to me, the way that my brain works in actionable steps, right? It's like all manifestation means is to receive the things that you want. But to receive the things that you want, you need to feel deserving of them. Right. And not deserving in like a, like very um, superficial, like, oh, I deserve the job or I deserve, you know, the, the, the house or whatever, but like truly understanding, like what does actually deserving mean? And so when I first did how to manifest, which is like the initial workshop to understand, it was super clear, like, okay, we all have these blocks, which are limiting beliefs. 
reasons why we can't have X, Y, and Z. Okay. Understand that. We all need to take action, meaning jumping off cliffs, which is getting out of your comfort zone, following pings, which is just like listening to your gut, saying no, setting boundaries. And the hardest one for me is the surrender, right? Releasing control. Right. And then finding expanders, which you just mentioned. And all expanders are is seeing that it's, if it's possible for somebody else, it's possible for you. So once I could see the formula, it didn't feel mystical or magical. It felt really like, okay, I like, I'm someone that loves to like write everything out just to kind of see very much like a plug and play, like, you know, like of, of whether it's lists or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to put this formula into action. I'm going to start with little micro manifestations and I'll work my way up. The universe, God source, whatever you want to call it serves you what you believe you deserve. So typically you're going to get the smaller things first because you're building your trust muscle. Mm-hmm. There's no time frame. And you can't say like in six months, I want to have X, Y, and Z. It's not really how it works, right? Because it's all based on, do you feel deserving of it? Do you feel worthy of it? And if you don't, let's figure out why. So to answer your question, Yes, I believed in it immediately because it just felt really um, straightforward. It didn't feel like I needed to put a bunch of stuff on a vision board and hope that it was coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to write a blank check and eventually like $1,000 was going to come. <laughs> it felt like really understandable, like intangible steps to take to, to move forward. But I will say I also, because I had been in therapy for so long for this trauma, at that point, there was a little level of desperation, right? Of like, at this point, I'll try anything to get out of what feels like a very dark hole. And so I just trusted the process. I didn't question it. I just was like, okay, I'm, I am going all in. And when little things started to come in, I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally working. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to do the whole entire process. And I bought every single workshop and watched every YouTube video and all the supported classes. And I just was like, I made it as if I was in school. And that was something that I was learning because again, like I mentioned, I was, I needed to believe in something other than fear. Mm -hmm. And I latched onto it in a way that felt, um, like a lifeline because I wasn't telling anybody I was doing it. I didn't know how to talk about it. Right. <laughs> you know, like, how do you say like, well, I'm manifesting X, Y, and Z and I'm doing all this stuff. I just was quietly, you know, just trucking along and doing it. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh my God, my life is completely changed. And like, I have a say in the direction of it. Yeah. I love looking back. I love going, you know, looking at my journals and seeing what was I manifesting a few years ago. And there were some specific moments that I remember that like, I wasn't necessarily, I didn't know that I was manifesting like a person or, you know, what, and ultimately what I manifested is like this, this work that I'm doing right now. But looking back, I'm always like, oh, there it was. Like, how cool is that? I did that. And I, you just, I think like you said, like that surrender piece to being open mind, open-minded to what coming, what is coming in, but also really clear about where, you know, how deserving you feel of those things that you are calling in for those people that are just like, what the heck are you talking about right now? I don't know what what this is. Can you describe, I mean, really like the shadow work, the unblocking, the Mm -hmm. DIs, what that process looks like? So, and I know I said the word, the pathway. So what that means is it's essentially a year long, a membership that you have access to. And we guide you through, I say we, cause there's four coaches. Plus obviously it's like all online. We guide you through the process. So you, you start with how to manifest meaning like understanding the vocabulary and, and figuring out everything that you need. And from there you go into inner child. And what that means is understanding that we have picked up things from any of our caretakers, whether it was parents, grandparents, or siblings or friends along the way. Um, we've picked up things that maybe don't belong to us, right? Mm-hmm. But they feel true. So looking at what happened in childhood, moving on into shadow and shadow is where 
low self-worth was created. It brings us shame, right? And typically when you are triggered in something and a trigger is just another word for saying like it um, kind of activates an emotion in you, there's typically a shadow. It is um, our shame is the root of a trigger. So it's helping you understand that everything is a mirror to you, right? And if you're judging somebody else, it's typically something we judge in our own self. And, you know, if you were to um, get up on stage and have to out yourself, what would you be really mortified and talking about? Like, those are examples of what shadow or shame is. So it's helping you understand what they are, but then really giving you the tools and the resources to be like, what do I do about this now? Hmm. Now I'm understanding that I've picked up this lack mentality from my mother. What do I do with it? Okay. A shadow word for me is liar. What do I do with this now? And so it's a concrete um, workshop and resources and tools to help you work through it. Now, do you have to work with a coach? Not at all. I think that working through a coach, it's like a really nice way to kind of um, when you're feeling stuck a little bit to kind of pick up some of the, again, the looping stories and some of the connections. I mean, I did this work for so long all by myself and had no one to talk to about it. Like, I just think about like, where could I have gotten had I even just had a community, you know? Um, And then there's a whole workshop around money. I mean, everybody has a money story, but is it true to you or is it somebody else's story? There's a workshop on love, right? And, and what are we, what are we calling in for a partner? But are we, do we even choose ourselves first? I think that that's really important is that everyone's so focused on finding somebody, but you can't find someone unless you've found yourself first. You know, you, if you're not choosing you, then nobody else will. And so I think that that's a big part of this. And then the deep imaginings, these are essentially anywhere from 15 to 25 minute recordings that you can listen to as many times as you want. I, I don't want to throw people off and say it's like hypnotherapy because that feels a little bit extreme. But what it's doing is it's getting you into a place to like reach your subconscious, right? And there's journal questions that go with each one that help kind of activate your subconscious to get you to an, a, a place where you can see, oh yeah, that did happen when I was five or six or um, even 25, you know? Right. And so it gets you into a relaxed state to kind of be able to recognize the limiting belief. And then you can start to work on reprogramming it. And what reprogramming it means is not forgetting and not erasing, but what did you actually need in that situation? And can you give it to yourself visually from a subconscious state? There's also reinforcing deep imagining. So it's like we want to reprogram, but then we also want to reinforce So whether that's reinforcing grace and confidence or abundance um, or even, you know, something that we call your authentic code, which are your vital needs. Um, And I could like totally go off on a tangent on that. But the point is, is that this there's something for everybody in this work. Um, I have so many clients right now who are not even doing this to manifest items but to build um, a better relationship with himself, to heal, to just really shift into a higher self-worth. Eventually the things that you end up calling in don't even mean anything anymore because you feel so strongly within your own regard that the other items that come are just kind of a bonus. Yeah. And I've noticed that over time, the more and more that I do, the work, I do the deep imaginings, I do the journaling. It gets it gets easier in the sense that like I, things come up quicker. So like yeah. I, I do think of it as hypnosis because I do a lot of um, hypnosis work as a healing process. Um, and I find that meditation, whatever, hypnosis, these deep imaginings, things come up so fast now. And I'd be like, oh, that's where that was coming from as of childhood. And like the more work that I do, the more time that I spend here, the answers, they just come quick, quicker because I'm more in tune with my higher self, with God, or, you know, however you look at it. But is that true? Do a lot of people like with time, does it get easier? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And what happens is people get really tripped up 
because they're like, well, I'm not doing it right. Right. Like I can't Mm. find the very first time that I felt um, rejected. Right. And so I like to tell my clients that it's, let's not focus on the first time. Let's focus on a time because then it allows yourself and your subconscious to trust that it's okay to have these thoughts. And that like, once you have one, it's kind of like riding a bike, then it's like more will come and you're going to feel more comfortable to allow it to come. Mm-hmm. Now, ideally, you know, to get into this like beta state, right. You want to be like in a quiet room, whether you're laying down or sitting, you know, like in a comfortable chair, but that doesn't always work for everyone. And so what I found is, is that because that's how they're told to do it, then they resist and don't do it at all. Instead, I like to ask my clients, what do you do that makes you feel relaxed? Do you color, right? Do you play an instrument? You know, do you like to walk at the beach or hike? Do you drive a lot? Let's find different areas where you are kind of zoning out and let's have you listen to a deep imagining in that zone out activity. And then you can kind of like go into journal afterwards or talk out loud or voice memo or whatever it is. But um, in fact, I had a client yesterday who is a florist and I was like, you can listen to the deep imagining while putting flower arrangements together. Mm. Like, I didn't think oh about that. Cause it's like, there isn't one size fits all. And I think that's really important that this work meets each person individually. All right, friends, let's talk about energy. As an entrepreneur, as a yoga teacher, a mom, all the things, which I know all of you are too, it's so critical that that we have enough energy and focus throughout the day. And it's taken me a while to get into a groove with this, but something that has helped me so much is a supplement called Focus by Freddie. One of the co-founders of Freddie, Chelsea Glazer, was actually on a past episode of the show talking all about this. So Focus by Freddie, it's it's a nootropic, which is kind of a fancy way of saying something that helps improve brain function with memory and motivation. And that being said, I'm pretty particular about what I put into my body, so it was extra critical that this nootropic be completely natural. And Focus by Freddie totally is. The all-natural daily morning supplement helps you feel sharp, collected, and energized all day. If you're curious what's in it, there's L-theanine to help with cognitive function and mood, lion's mane, which is an adaptogenic mushroom that assists with learning and memory, ashwagandha to help alleviate stress, bacopa leaf for recall, and just a little bit of green coffee bean for natural energy. I love it so much, everybody. So Focus by Freddie actually completely sold out over the holidays because they're so awesome. (laughs) But good news, they're coming back in stock next week, and I've got a discount for you. Head on over to wearefreddie.com dot com. Grab your Focus by Freddy and use code Yoga Magic for fifteen percent off of your purchase. And if you move quickly and you pre-order while they're still restocking, you can stack this discount on with the twenty percent off in place already. So major discounts, everybody! Again, head over to We Are Freddy. That's F R E D I dot com and use code Yoga Magic for fifteen percent off your order. I'm glad you pointed out that like feeling of I'm not doing it right. I think that's true of like people talk, I, I'm not good at meditating. It's like, no, that's not really the point. <laughs> just just do it and and you know, see how you feel. I want to talk a little bit about tests mm-hmm. versus, you know, true manifestations. This is yeah. maybe a little bit asking for a friend here. Because yeah. I don't always know <laughs> when a test, if it's a test or if it's a manifestation, how do you differentiate the two? So the way that you can recognize if something is a test is usually there's an action, right? It's a yes or no. Do I need to do this? Yes or no, right? Do I need to respond to this person? Do I have to make the decision? So tests typically require action. You know that if it's a test on if you were to say yes, it would impede on a boundary. That could be a financial boundary, a physical boundary, or an emotional boundary, Um, It would be a test where if you said yes, it would make you feel like you were settling. It would be a test if you had to say yes, and it brings you guilt or shame. Mm. Now, if none of those are coming up, but you feel an emotional trigger, that is the test is the trigger. 
are you going to knock yourself off of your self-worth? Are you going to react to this versus being able to um, kind of stand in your, in your resiliency? And so to answer your question about a manifestation, everything expands us, right? Everything is our teacher. And so sometimes, like I'll give a job for an example, a job can be a test as well as an expander in the same exact time, mm. right? So you can be calling in a job and everything fits on your list, except that they're going to, um, they're not going to pay you as much as you want, right? And maybe it's only $5,000 less than you want. So you have to look, if you were to say yes, right? The action would, is that impeding on a financial boundary? If the answer is yes, it's still expanding you to see that it is possible to have all of these things and the money will come, you know, based on trust and seeing that like sometimes you have to say no to have something else come in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to say yes and and it's just not the time. I mean, is that right? Am I getting that right? If you say yes, say you take the job, it's $5,000 short, mm-hmm. but that, you know, that there's still, you're still expanding, that there is still opportunity in the future to find that next job. And one thing I want to remind people is that you can't fail tests, right? They just get bigger, right? Mm -hmm. They're just going to keep showing up until you basically are knocked on your ass. Excuse my language. Mm -hmm. So people sometimes get paralyzed and I don't know what to do. And it's like, Not doing anything is also saying to the world, I don't trust myself or you, I'm going to stay small. So that doesn't mean then just start saying yes to every test that comes along, but like really like assess the situation. Does, is this in line with my list? Does this match my authentic code? How does this make me feel? I think we forget that feeling is so important. How do we want to feel if we have this? Um, But yeah, so to kind of circle back, Um, the tests, they're going to come up and they're going to come up more and more as you start to up level, Mm -hmm. because again, the universe is like, okay, we see you, Heather, you know, you're, you're working through a lot of blocks here. You're taking action. Can we knock you off? And the answer is no. Right. Because it's like, no, like I, I trust myself and I'm going to keep going. And also if you kind of take a little step back or a slip up, it's, it's, you haven't failed. It's just another opportunity is going to come to pivot. Mm, Good reminder. Oh, I love that. So you're working, you know, one-on-one with a lot of different individuals and you talk a lot about the different blocks that people experience. I mean, do you see trends or is it just super all over the board? What is holding people back from their manifestations? So because we have four coaches, we all kind of specialize in different areas. I mean, yes, all of us could do everything, but because we've all created kind of our own little niche, I see people who are looking to create their own personalized process, right? Like mm. they tried the process. It's not quite working for them. They, they know that I've created my own. So they want me to kind of listen to them and I can help them create it. So there's, that's one area. Another area is all around lack mentality, really believing that they just, um, they aren't enough or there's scarcity. It's really a lot around like money and career. And so a lot of the work now is trying to figure out, well, is that true to you? Have you personally ever experienced it? Or is it just something that you saw? So that fear feels real. And I never want to make people feel like their fears aren't valid because they are. But I'm always like, but have you personally experienced it or have you just witnessed it? That blows people's minds because sometimes witnessing something makes you feel like you've personally experienced it. And most of the time you haven't, but you've carried it as if you have. So an example of that would be, you know, I grew up with a single mom. Um, She's an immigrant, came here when she was little from France. Um, and she, you know, my grandparents struggled. So, you know, my mom watched my grandparents struggle. And so she felt this struggle. And then as a single mom and a hairdresser, she struggled. And all she did was talk about the money that we didn't have. But 
I always had a roof over my head. I always had food. I always wore, I like had clothes, got a job at 16. So me as Heather, as a working adult, teenager now into an adult, I personally have never experienced going without. I've never personally experienced lack. But let me tell you, she talked about it so much. Mm. I looked at my bank account every day. I was so afraid that like money was just going to go away. I mean, the thought of spending $25 on a shirt from Target was like, oh my God. When I did unblocked money and realized I personally have never experienced that, it was the most life-changing thing ever. And I tell you this because like the truth was I had never experienced lack, but I witnessed the fear and the fear felt real. So I help people understand the truth versus fear. And when you can differentiate that, it is like nothing you've ever felt before. And then we also talk about how to stay in your magnetism. Like how do you, if you felt magnetic before, how do we keep you staying there? And a big part of that is, like I mentioned before, the taking action, the surrender and the jumping off cliffs and following pings and setting boundaries. And so I like people to kind of check back in. When was the last time you said no? When was the last time you released control? And so it's just really kind of looking back at the tools and checking in. Like, are you actively doing these things or are you basically just kind of being like a on the sidelines? Mm-hmm. You an active participant in your life right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about like the current state of the world and like the fear that we're being thrown and like the PTSD of the every day, you know, this just like the lack mentality we're feeling as a collective and those of us that can get out of that fear. No, I mean, like, I'm not saying go be dumb and like not wear a mask or something, but just like truly like get out of that fear and we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to make our reality that much more magical. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's landing super real. I love that idea. Like, did this actually happen to me or not? Yeah. It's, it's really wild because again, like I said, um, I never want to make people's fears feel, um, like, uh, you know, unimportant. But when they start to assess if they've personally experienced it, and typically the answer is no, but it feels so real, it really changes people. I mean, anyone listening right now, like take anything that's like coming up in your life that you're like, this really scares me, or I'm afraid of this. Have you personally, personally, personally ever experienced it? Or have you just witnessed it and just watched it? Like even just that exercise alone is pretty mind blowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a couple of questions from listeners and people that, that are doing this work and they're just like, okay, what's next here? So what advice do you have for those that are consistently doing the work and they're not seeing the needle move? She talked about just like, you know, visual board, vision boards and spiritual bypassing and the things that you kind of talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. the secret and all of that aren't really the the TVM method, but it sounds like you've done a really good job of kind of creating your own personal use of the framework. What mm-hmm. advice would you have for this individual? I would ask them to kind of step back to see like, have you, like, are you covering like the three different tiers, which I mentioned, like, are you recognizing your blocks, which all that means are limiting beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Are you recognizing those? And once you are, what are you doing about them? Meaning, are you looking to see like, you know, is this something you've picked up? Is this something you've personally experienced? Do you continue to want to own it? Can you give it back to somebody? So recognizing your limiting beliefs, taking action, right? Because some people are really good at like unblocking, but then they're not taking any type of action, right? Which is the surrender and the following pings, et cetera. And are you finding expanders? Are you seeing that it's possible? You need to be doing all of these things because if you're just so focused on one, you're not shifting and moving energy enough. And one thing I want to say about that is that sometimes people take action and the energy doesn't match it, right? So for example, somebody's going to start a podcast, Mm -hmm. right? 
they start a podcast. So that's the action. But every time they record the podcast, they're like, oh my God, that was awful. Nobody's going to listen to this. Why am I doing this? So your energy and your action do not match. You need to set the intention and the energy first before you take action. For example, um, let's, you know, lack mentality, right? So you go to purchase the, the new purse. That's the action. And as soon as you purchase it, you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? I can't believe that. Mm. You know, like um, I didn't have the money for it. So you don't even feel deserving of it. So it's like, don't even take the action if you can't feel good about it. So huh. yes, it's, a, it's pretty, um, all of us do it all the time. Like, so your action, your energy and your action need to be on the same page, or it's not that you're negating the action, but then, you know, you're sending the message that you don't trust yourself and that you don't even feel deserving of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, tr- I'm trying to give an example of like yeah. how this has worked in my, so this podcast, right? The, the information came in super neutral, right? Like intuition hits neutrally. It's not an emotional trigger. It's like, here I am. This is what we want to do. I want to start a show. I'm just going to do it. And I did. And versus like something like I'm going to, I don't know, this hasn't happened, but like, I'm going to start teaching at this place or teaching yoga here. And then I just like feel this sort of like issue feeling every time I go that those two things are not the same. Like when I show up for this show, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And it came to me. Yes. It came as a pain. Yes. As it came fast and furious, but it, what it was, again, it was like very much intuition led. It was a neutral piece of information. You're going to start a podcast and you're going to do it today. You're going to watch YouTube and you're going to figure out how to do it today. So you were aligned. Do you see that? Like, Mm -hmm. and I bet, and I know for, for the listeners that this is new information, but I know you're familiar with this. So there's something that we do along the way where we find our authentic code. And those are four words. It doesn't have to be limited to four, but otherwise it's just helpful to kind of like rein it in. But there are four words that are essentially, I like to call them my vital needs, right? These are four things that you need in your life to feel authentic, to feel whole and worthy. So you can take those four words and you can actually match that up with does um, starting a podcast align with my vital needs? Mm-hmm. Does teaching yoga align with my vital needs? Does this job that I'm calling in align with my vital needs? Does this person, this partner that I'm, I feel you know uneasy about, like how does this person, um, you know, compromise my vital needs? Like those vital needs can be considered your north star. And I always have my clients, like when people are making their manifestation list, I have them do three columns, their list, be as specific as you want. Next column, why? Why do you want it? And how's it going to make you feel? Third list, how does it line up with your vital needs? And if it doesn't, let's look to see if that's from ego, low self-worth, or a lack mentality. And so when we break it up like that, people are like, oh, this makes so much sense. So again, it's kind of me helping people like break down the process and really look to see why do you want this? If it's not coming through, is it because it's not aligned? Are you calling it in for your ego? I mean, same thing with like the reason why the podcast for you feels so natural and so aligned is because you're not trying to force it, right? And I bet if we were to look at your authentic code, whether there's connection in there or communication or community or whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. probably very aligned. Community. That's one of them. <laughs> Nails it. Um, okay. Another question was, can you still manifest when you're working through trauma? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I'm a really great example of that because even though trauma, first of all, there's lots of many scales of trauma, right? Right. One is not worse than the other. You know, people don't get to be like, well, my trauma is worse than yours. So it makes it harder. The idea, though, is is that you can compartmentalize your life. You can be in a rock bottom in one area and you can be up leveling in another. That's so true. Yes. So people just assume that it's a blanket and it's just not because we have different areas in our life. We have money and we have love and we have you know, relationships. And I mean, you know, there's career, there's all these different areas. And so not that everything needs to be singled out because 
we are a whole being and they're all kind of intertwined, but you can a hundred percent still manifest in your trauma as long as you're working on it. You're understanding the limiting beliefs around the trauma. You're understanding that you need to find expanders who have gotten out of it, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Action. So there are these different parts um, and then getting really clear on your vital needs and are they being met? Are they being compromised? So the trauma alone doesn't, um, I can only speak for myself, but I do not allow my trauma to define me. It is a part of my life, but it doesn't define who I am as a person. And so by looking at it that way, I can still feel triggered in it, but also still be up leveling in other areas. Totally. Yeah. Is there a way to manifest faster or to like speed up the process? <laughs> I love this question because I'm like, okay, is there? <laughs> I love this question because I love control. Yeah. Love it. I love control. But the reason why I love control is because I didn't learn to trust myself, right? Control just means you don't trust yourself. You don't trust the universe. And if we are trying to speed things up, it's because we are desperately trying to feel something, which typically is just a mask for what's really happening. So the answer is no. Yeah. (laughs) Cannot speed up manifestation. It comes to you based on your level of deservingness. Now, I will say, I believe that there are fast tracks to manifestation. That is you figuring out when I do X, this happens, right? So if we know that making you magnetic is surrendering, releasing control, setting boundaries, saying no, following pings, and jumping off cliffs. Typically, there's one of those that when you do them, stuff will come faster, but because it's typically the hardest thing for you. So when I surrender, when I let go, that doesn't mean stop caring, but when I stop trying to force an outcome, when I stop freezing while I'm waiting, right? And continue living as if time is on my side, things will come faster. It's not because I'm forcing them to, it's because I've released the control. I have some clients that as soon as they set a boundary, stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. I have some clients who, because they play it safe all the time, that when they get out of their comfort zone, their manifestation comes in. So that's kind of twofold, right? Like, no, you can't control a situation, but you can allow things to come. Look at it this way. You either are in mud, you're in a rushing river, Right. The mud is when you are stuck in trying to control and force, restrict and constrict. And the rushing river is when you are surrendering and getting out of your comfort zone and setting boundaries. So it's up to you on on how fast it's going to come based on what you're willing to do from a magnetism standpoint. Mm -hmm. And when you say jumping off a cliff, that means like doing things that are out of your comfort zone. Right. That doesn't literally mean uh, skydiving, which I did last year, which is super fun. (laughs) Um, That just means for somebody, it could be um, spending money on face cream. I know that sounds ridiculous, but for someone who lived myself over here and lacked for so long, as soon as I allowed myself to like, you know what? I really want to treat. I'm like, I'm almost 37. <laughs> I need a good retinol. <laughs> what am I going to do about this face? Like allowing myself to invest. That was me getting out of my comfort zone. I love so, that. Like, again, it doesn't have to be public speaking. It can just, just be something that typically gives you a little angst. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question. As far as rock bottom, you had said you kind of, I mean, that, that moment, that moment of terror was really a rock bottom for you. I guess the first question is, does everyone have to hit rock bottom in order to start manifesting or not everybody? Okay, good. (laughs) There's kind of three phases, right? There's rock bottom, which typically, and again, that doesn't have to be as severe as mine. Like, you know, a rock bottom could be a breakup. A rock bottom could be a job loss. A rock bottom could be a death in the family. A rock bottom could be someone broke into your car, right? Like something that's going to kind of put you in a position where you're like, I need to rebuild. And rock bottoms are actually wonderful because it's starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. Next is the rut. 
right? That's where you veered off from your authentic self. You haven't been doing any work and you're just kind of numbing out. And the rut is just, it gets you to a point where you're like, okay, I got to shake things up. Like it's time to get myself, you know, get it together. And then you have the up level area. And that's when like things are coming through. You've been manifesting, which means so many tests are coming in to see if like the universe can knock you off. And you're just continuing to like up level and up level. And like I mentioned before, you can be in a rock bottom and up leveling at the same exact time. Right. Blanket across the board. Mm-hmm. I think their question was really asking about um, the magic dark, where that's that mm-hmm. like, why do things fall apart when we're up leveling? Um, it, it's just to test your self worth, right? Like, can you allow something that used to really, really trigger you send you back there? Or I always kind of like to um, to think of it as like, we're never not going to be triggered. I just want to put that out there. Even as myself, who's been doing this for over four years, coaching hundreds of people, I still get triggered. But how long am I going to sit in that trigger for? Is this going to trigger me for weeks, for days? Can I notice it? Can I like put it on a cloud and send it on its way, right? Like, can I be triggered and realize like, okay, this is a trigger. What are my resources? What are my tools right now? Which deep imagining do I need to do? to get myself back into feeling worthy, right? Like what's the root of this trigger that like I haven't been dealing with? Is this a pattern that I've already experienced and it's just showing up again? So, you know, the idea is, is that doesn't mean that like once you reprogram and reinforce, it's never going to happen again, but how long is it going? Are you going to allow yourself to feel triggered? And there's no right or wrong answer, right? Like you get to decide, but how long do you want to feel it for is really the question. Mm-hmm. I, oh my gosh, we could, I, this is why you're so sought out. I think it's like, I could talk about this for hours, hours and hours. And I mean, like, there's really so much, you know, I, yeah. I think that the, the biggest takeaway for people, I think is going to, to be recognizing, like I mentioned before, is some of the limiting beliefs, right? The reason why you can't do X, Y, and Z, are they yours? Are they true to you? Can you give it back to whomever gave it to you? Hmm. Are your fears something that you've personally experienced, right? Are you watching what other people are doing so that you can see that it's possible? And are you taking action? Are you doing things? And is your energy and your action matching? I think that's like a really great um, summary of kind of what this is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If people want to work with you, if they're, if you're new to TBM, if you're super seasoned like me, I still think like this is super magical. How can they work with you? So a couple of different ways. Um, well, first off the to be magnetic Instagram is amazing, right? There's so much great content that's just offered for free. Um, we have something called Q and a, you could actually spend $25 and write in a question. And one of us coaches, will respond in an audio answer anywhere from three to five minutes. So that's an option. You can pick to coach with me or any, any of the other coaches. Um, it's an hour and you, we do it over zoom. It's recorded. You get the recording. And then afterwards we send you a, a personalized homework um, for any of your listeners listening who do want to work with me. Um, I can give you a code for a hundred dollars off mm, amazing. All caps, 100 off Heather. Um, you don't have to be a pathway member to have a coaching session. I think that understanding the work would get you a lot farther, but I do have some people who are like, can you please walk me through this whole thing? And I'll do that. I mean, I'll share my screen over zoom and we'll go through the whole process. I have some people who are like, I've been doing this for a while. I'm not clear on my authentic code. Can we spend an hour talking about it? So, I mean, you get to decide what this hour looks like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yours. And I'm just here to help guide you through the entire process. Mm-hmm. My Instagram is uh, Heather underscore Marie underscore T. I purposely put the T there because that's my married last name initial. And I have not changed my name yet. And so I'm like, if I put it on my Instagram, it's going to force me to go down to the recording office and do it. And I still have it. <laughs> Manifesting that. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Heather, for taking this time and for just like your, your tangible examples and your expertise. And I am 
forever indebted to TBM. And I'm so glad that we got to talk about it today. This is amazing. I really appreciate the opportunity. You know, I, I tell each and every one of my clients before I start, I'm always like, I don't take this lightly. You know, the fact that you chose me to guide you through this process means a lot to me. And I feel the same way about speaking on your, on your podcast. You know, I think that, um, I don't take it lightly. It's changed my life and in a way that doesn't feel woo woo, but feels like, you know, I am collaborating with the universe. It's like one of Gabby Bernstein's um, quote is the universe has your back, which is great, but we need to have our own back too. Too. This work really reminds you that you have to have your back in conjunction with universe, God source, whatever that is. And together you can literally have anything that you want. We just need to figure out why you think you can. Mm, Amazing. Thank you, Heather. This is great. Thank you. Oh my gosh, what an amazing conversation. Thank you, Heather, for being on the show. Thanks to all of you for listening. And finally, thanks to our show sponsor, Focus by Freddie. We will see you next week, everyone.